all too often we get on this treadmill of life where we're, we need to earn money, we need to make money, we need to grow that money without ever taking time to stop back and think of, one, where is my life going and what is the purpose of it all? It's got to be a very difficult thing, but a very rewarding thing to get clients to fully understand what is your purpose. It's just not something that they're hearing from other professionals like you. Welcome to the Next Level Advisor. On this week's episode, Greg Hammond, author, financial coach, and co-founder of Hammond Dials Wealth Advisors, discusses the importance of finding a purpose for both you and your clients, as well as how the core notion of purpose goes beyond just establishing goals. Enjoy. I've been looking forward to this, Greg, for a long time because every single conversation I've ever had with you, every time I've ever seen you speak, every time I've seen you engage other people, it's always been a positive engagement. And I'm just going to tell you, the one thing, the one thing that I think all of us are searching for is some positive. Uh, and and so I can't be happier to have this conversation with one of the most positive people that I that I know in our industry. You know, Greg is a CPA. Um, he's a financial coach. He's an author. He, he's the CEO of Hammond and Isles Wealth Advisors. He's also the co-founder of Plan Giving Strategies, and he leads a team of financial co- coaches that educate and empower investors. So I'm happy to have you here with us today. Thank you very much, and uh, I'll make sure to get uh, a recording and, and play that for my wife when when I get home. <laughs> I'm sure after you know, having this conversation, I'm sure she feels the same way that we do. But let me let me start. Obviously, you know, we always start these. We asked you three things about yourself and two of them are going to be true and one of them is going to be a lie. And, I, and, and you know, this is, I think, the, a great way for people to get to know our guests and know the people that are with us. So I know you, you've done some preparation. And what's going to be really interesting is that um, I... I think this one out of all of, we've done a few of these episodes and, and, and out of all of the episodes we've done, I just have a feeling that this is going to be the hardest two truths and a lie that I've been through yet. So Greg, tell us three things about yourself and then we'll, we'll address uh, the results here at the end of the discussion. Absolutely. So I'll uh, kind of put them in, in chronological order for you to try to make it a little bit easier for you. Um, so I, I lettered in three different sports in high school. I bought my first financial firm at the age of 37, and I've performed on stage at the Bushnell Performance Center here in Hartford, Connecticut. Awesome. Now, the question is, perform what on stage? That's, that's uh, going to be an interesting discussion. So I got, I, we lettered in three different sports in high school. Uh, we, you, you purchased your first financial firm at age 37 and you performed at the Bushnell Performance Center. All right. So we'll find out exactly what all that entails. And so let's just dive right into it. I've had a lot of these conversations. You know, as you look at our our network and distribution now, it's, it's it extends out over like, you know, 40 plus financial institutions and 19,000 advisors. You know, but I don't have any. I've never come across anyone. Uh, in the business that is more focused and centered around purpose. You know, I looked at the website, we've noticed, you know, the radio show, the podcast, the other way you're communicating and everything that you talk about ever since the first moment that I met you, everything you've ever really talked about is purpose. And that's really, really radically different 
I think, than a lot of the marketplace and the financial advisory community. So tell me, can you tell us why, what, what about that? Tell us why that is the focus of Hammond and Isles of your firm. Well, we believe in starting with purpose because, you know, all too often we get on this treadmill of life where we're, we need to earn money, we need to make money, we need to grow that money without ever taking time to stop back and think of, one, where is my life going and what is the purpose of it all? You know, one of my favorite quotes that I share about the Cheshire Cat from Alice in Wonderland is, if you don't know where you're going, any road will get you there. And so it's important to have that direction and that center of where you want to head. Um, and it's different than just what are your goals. It's looking beyond that to the impact and values in your life that you want to have. Uh, I know that in our past conversations, I've told you a little bit about my father. And, you know, I was blessed as a high school student to be able to play golf with the mayor of my town, the town councilman, the president of the Rotary Club, the treasurer of our church, and and a successful businessman, or as I like to refer to all those gentlemen as dad. And one of the things that he showed me, although I don't remember any specific conversations, but showed me through the example of his life is that it's important to give back to your community. And so impact for me has always been a guiding light and a, a North star for me to pursue is what is the positive impact that I am going to have on people. And that's one of the main reasons why when my wife and I made the decision to make the move from the Washington DC area to Connecticut, and I made the career change from public accounting to financial services is because I wanted to make a greater impact in the lives of the people that I worked with than just doing their tax return. You know, and that's going back to the initial part, part of this conversation, Greg, that, that I was talking about, which is just this positivity, right? Because, because you know, what, I, what I'm hearing out of you, you, you know, you, you're talking about things like impact and values and, and, and purpose. And, I, and, and like I said, it's just, it's just a kind of a rarity that we hear that in, the, in this space. And, and I also think it's got to be a very difficult thing. Uh, but a very rewarding thing to get clients to fully understand that discussion. I would bet, and maybe you can share a little bit about this, but it, 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 you know, I would bet that when you engage the client about, okay, what we're, we're going to do here is we're going to try to really get into, and we're going to try to determine what is your purpose. I would bet that the feedback, you get some pretty interesting feedback from clients when you have this discussion because they don't expect that. I would, I would assume that that's a, you know, it's just not something that they're hearing from other professionals like you. And maybe you can share a little bit of that, like how your clients have responded to that when, you, when, you've, when you've addressed that. Well, you're absolutely correct that it's a completely different conversation that's been what's been had in the past or what they're experiencing out in the general financial industry. And, you know, our flagship workshop or the general way that we've been bringing in clients over the last couple of years is through a workshop called Invested with Purpose. And it starts with an exercise to discover your purpose for money and potentially your life. And it's a process of taking a look at what are the accomplishments that you would want to achieve in your life in order to, at the end of your life, 
say that you've lived a life with no regrets. So what is it that you truly want to accomplish? And then from there, we move into, well, what are the values supporting those accomplishments? And we boil that down to what is kind of the one value that is overarching all of that. And when that becomes clear, then a lot of financial decisions become a lot easier. Uh, we talk about the fact that our firm serves almost like a financial GPS. And that when you get into your car and you want to go somewhere, the first thing that you want to do is put in your destination. And your purpose serves as that destination. And so our, our next process is how do we create a path and align your investing and your planning to support that purpose? And along the way, there are going to be obstacles, some of which you know of, just like if you're driving somewhere, you know that road's closed or there's this huge pothole on a road that you want to avoid. But there are also lots of things in life that can't be anticipated that you also need to plan for, those things you don't know you don't know. And so that's where once you have that purpose, the rest of life becomes just circumstances. Um, so I'll give you one example. Uh, one couple came through, and one of the exciting things about going through this is we typically require both husband and wife to be there together. And for many of them, this is the first time they've had a conversation around money jointly because a lot of couples divide one spouse handles the investments, maybe the other handles the day-to-day -day checkbook, um, but or one may hold everything. But for this one couple that came, the husband has a, a very small family, just a few family members remaining, and most of their family relationships are on the wife's side. And as he went through this process, his true purpose for money was family. And it shocked her because she said, well, you just have a small family. And he said, well, I view your family as my family. And so from that, they're able to, one, open a dialogue that wasn't there previously, but then also, how do we plan to support family? So do we plan more vacations to visit people? Uh, in the current circumstances, how do we stay in touch? Maybe it's holding more family Zoom meetings or writing a note or picking up the phone and having conversations. So once a purpose gets clear, then decisions and actions and accomplishments around that become easy. You know, and let's, okay, so let's now bridge that into, into the Hammond and Isles culture, right, that you've, that you've created there because I think, you know, um, this idea of going to the, and, and see, that perspective has got to be, it's so unique and rewarding because the client, you know, at, at least for me, even having and engaging this discussion, right, if, if I know that I'm going to have a conversation with you that gets to an end goal, and that end goal has something to do with revenue for our business, right? Or something like this. That has its own, you know, set of benefits. But at the end of the day, I mean, what real value is it, right? But if you really are going to get to the core of what, what I feel like I was put on this earth to do, right? And, and the real meaning for why I've been put here and to utilize my, my talents and my treasure and my time and those things to achieve what, what you know, what in my world, what God has for me in my life, mm -hmm. you know, that's going to engage me in a much deeper way and actually be a much more exciting conversation. I think about that with, with respect to our own organization, right? To really think about how do we approach this within the pinnacle uh, 
groups network and our world and our, and our team members and all that. So I understand you start every team meeting uh, in your firm with, with your purpose, mission, and client promise. Mm-hmm. What are those for Hammond and Isles? And then maybe a little bit into how helpful that's been for your team. Sure. So our purpose or the purpose for Hammond Isles Wealth Advisors is that we exist to make a meaningful difference in people's lives. That's what we're up to on a day-to-day basis, and that's what gets me out of bed every day. And our mission is to awaken dreams and empower investors across three generations to live a life of freedom and fulfillment. And our promise in the way that we go about doing that is by creating clear paths to purposeful living. And so we share those. Sometimes we joke around and say, hey, I was at the grocery store and uh, hey, Joe, what did I tell them that Hammond Isles did? And we'd ask each other. And that's how we kind of start off every day. Because if you're truly going to be out for your client's purpose, you've got to start with yourself. So each member of your team has to have their own purpose and they have to understand the purpose of of your whole organization Uh, because you have to be able to fulfill on other people's purpose, but you have to know your own before you can help others. Kind of like being on the airplane that you got to apply your own oxygen mask uh, before you can help others. You know, I, I, I I often think about that a lot. Consider I, I think about my own, personal experiences in life and kind of, I always talk about kind of freely giving away what was freely given to me. Right. And there's been a freedom that I've experienced in my life through, you know, past uh, chaos and, 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 uh, and I've been able to engage and, and, and help a lot of people based on my own past um, uh, challenges that I've had in my life. And that, that, that piece, that purpose comes from kind of number one, I, I think from, for, for me, and I think for a lot of people, it's got to start with transparency, right? To really find a purpose, you got, you, you really got to dig into um, um, being very transparent about, um, you know, just everything that you've experienced in your life, the things that, that you've been through and kind of getting to where you are today. And when I think about team members and staff and, and, and so that, that culture, I would assume takes some time to build within an organization, right? Yeah. So maybe speak Absolutely. a little bit about that. Yeah. Tell me a little bit about kind of the time frame there, how to, how, how, cause I, I'm sure that as you reinforce this with your team and your staff, that that's something that's taken a lot of time to develop. It has. And, you know, one of the things that that kind of points to is we're a big believer in coaching. Um, so not only uh, for me personally, but also as a business. And so we engaged a consulting firm to kind of coach us through this process because determining this purpose, it was not something that my business partner, Scott Isles, and I came up with and we just decreed from on high that this is the purpose of our firm. No, this was a joint activity where we brought the entire team together and went through an exercise to really flush out what everybody felt, why they feel that they're here, uh, and that we can all contribute to. Um, So by just going through that exercise, knowing that everybody has some ownership in it, makes a tremendous difference. And the key is part of that process is also talking about our core values, which support all of that. Uh, One of our our values that is important through that whole process is that 
honest discussion before commitment. And that no matter what's going on in our firm, nobody can commit to supporting it unless you're completely 100% behind it. If there are any reservations, if you have, uh, you know, so-and-so on the team promised to do something and they fell flat, they didn't hold true to it, and they're out of integrity with it, they've got to restore that for the person or the team before we can move forward. Uh, and so over the years, we have had uh, team members that weren't in alignment with kind of where we were headed and, and wanting to take our firm. And, you know, they grew out of the firm. They, they needed to find another place that was a better fit for them. Um, but we've also brought in some tremendous people that have been real assets on getting us to, to where we are today and continuing to grow. The cultural aspect is so, so important. I, we, we touched on this last week. We had a, we have a group that has uh, partnered with us and joined us insurance planning advisors, IPA. And that was the last episode of the podcast. We talked to uh, that team a lot about the, the cultural fit, right? Within the, within the organization, whether it be with strategic partnerships um, you know, or, or even really cultural fit with customers, right? I mean, mm-hmm. you know, you get to a place where you're dealing with the, the, the end customer and um, sometimes, it, it, you know, and I would assume too, as a financial advisor, you know, they're, they're, you, you've been able to build and create an, an incredible business and practice where, you know, obviously clients like that, they don't work. If it's not a cultural, if there's not an alignment, if, if there's not somebody that wants to discuss, uh, or, or really do the work. Cause I don't, I, the one thing I'm hearing here too, Greg, is we're talking about this. Doesn't, there's no, you can't cut corners here. There is no cutting corners and getting to your purpose, right? There's gotta be some work that's done, not just by you, but by the client. And if the, if the client's not invested, you know, that's really n- not the right client because it's just, it's not going to flourish on either side. There has to be a cultural engagement. And I, and I hear this discussion now between a financial advisor and a financial coach. What, what is the difference there? Well, my experience as a financial advisor is that you, you give recommendations and the client is just looking to you for advice to point you in the right direction, to give you the latest tips and tricks on, on how to you know, plan or to invest. Whereas a financial coach is somebody who's going to stand by your side. I think we've all been through uh, sports in school or in the community where you have a coach and the coach is there to not only help you progress towards your, your ultimate goal, which may be uh, in that circumstance to win as a team, but also has the, the perspective of holding you accountable to what they know that you're capable of and also kind of pushing you to really live into the potential that you have. Um, so you know, one of the, the exercises that we do at the end of discovering your true purpose is having people declare it by saying it out loud. And you know, there is power in language to create a future that will pull you forward. And a job of the coach is to be alongside to help get you there. Uh, because I think a lot of people don't realize that the formula for successful investing is made up of two parts. One is, yes, you can have the perfectly allocated portfolio, but if you allow your emotions, your instincts, and your perceptions to create an action that you take that you sell at the bottom of a market or take a flyer on on a stock, you can destroy a lifetime worth of savings in just a few minutes. 
And so the coach is the person that's going to be there that's going to coach you through those ups and downs, that's going to talk to you about your emotions. It's one of the reasons why in the month of March, we had town hall meetings on Monday, Wednesday, Friday of every week um, for that month to continue to touch everybody and reach out to them. Uh, we did a call campaign. We reached out and touched every single client um, that we have to coach them through that challenging time. I mean, here we are six months later and the markets have recovered a, a fair amount of what was lost in March. But back in March, there was no way of seeing that at that point in time. And so it's the process of coaching somebody and keeping them on the path or towards the right direction, towards their purpose. Well, and that segues right into uh, the conversation of the current environment, right? Because you're talking about some of the things now, and this is really what I think is going to be most impactful for people here. You, you, you have mentioned that you've flourished in this environment early on in the discussion. And, you know, I, I feel richly blessed. We, you know, we, we have this conversation a lot. Our industry in our world uh, has, has obviously experienced challenges and we, we have grown uh, exponentially in this environment. And I think a lot of it has to do with, uh, you know, from my perspective, I think the first thing is, is about a mentality, right? I mean, there, there is a mentality that you take into a, an environment of crisis to determine whether or not you're going to, you know, I, I use hockey terminology a lot, right? So it's whether you're going to turtle up in the corner and kind of <laughs> cuddle down and hide or you're going to engage. And mm -hmm. we decided very early on when this happened as a firm, as a company, like, look, we're going to engage. We're going to, we are going to press forward and we are going to deliver unique and, and unbelievably effective resources to the partners that we work with going forward. And it's been really an incredible blessing, but the pandemic has created, I think, um, the host of challenges are too long to list for people that are in our business. And I know you, you just touched on this a little bit about the, uh, about the town hall type environments, but maybe share a little bit with the audience about what you and, and, and Hamden House with the firm has done differently in this environment to kind of attack this challenging business environment. Well, I think one of the things I've learned from, from past market crashes is that when some event like this happens, you can't communicate too much. And so for us, it's how do we push into it? As you described, yes, many, uh, advisors will just kind of hunker down and shelter through it, whereas we're just the opposite. We hit we hit the gas pedal. How do we push out? Because now is the time that people need our message more than ever. So how do we amplify that out even more? And so that's why we ramped up the number of educational workshops we started, uh, which, by the way, uh, we've converted completely virtual. And as a result of that, we're now reaching people out of state that we wouldn't have normally reached with our live presentations. Uh, in our workshop that we had in July, we had eight people from eight different states attending, uh, and we have clients in over 31 states now. So we continue to, to reach a wider and wider audience through that. Uh, in addition to that, we've completely rebranded our firm. We've freshened it up with a, a current look that I think describes more of who we're aspiring to be. And at the same time, we, in the middle of a pandemic in June, we launched our own radio show and podcast um, titled Your Money, Your Purpose to talk more about purpose and how do you align your investing and your uh, planning to support your purpose. I think that, you know, especially right now with everybody sheltering in place, there's a couple of things that are happening. One is people are, are reflecting on what's really important in life. You know, you, 
you've mentioned that you know the joy of being at home working and having your children homeschool you're able to see them more often and people are I think spending a lot more time with family and, and really see the silver lining of this but at the same time there are people out there that are isolated that you know, studies have shown that isolation can be the equivalent of smoking packs of cigarettes a day, you know, just from the health effects of, of being isolated. And so how can we fill that void by reaching out? You know, I had a conversation just yesterday with a client uh, who is struggling with the fact that her husband is in a nursing home facility and she's been unable to see him. And so she's home alone. And I ended our call by telling her just, you know, anytime you need somebody to talk to call her office. And that's where we show that we care uh, and that we're out for her and her husband and her family. That's such a, um, that, that is a story that we have, we have certainly uh, heard and seen uh, through this whole um, environment this whole pandemic and you know I, that I'm sure resonates with a lot of people that are listening today where they have clients or have family members that are in that same position or have lost family members and it, it definitely has you know I can imagine you know it has an effect you see you're talking about your clients and you know one of the things that I think about a lot when you're talking about being a coach for anybody that's had the opportunity to do that for me I you know I've coached uh, uh, upward flag football I've coached you know uh, over the years for my son. And you think about um, the look on the faces of those that you're coaching, right? It's, I'm thinking about now the younger kids as they come to the sideline and, 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 and you have, they're, they're, they're waiting on your words to achieve the purpose, right? That, you, that you've set out to achieve in whatever sport it is. And I think about the, the looks on their faces, right? And, and you know, that's really profound as you, trans, as, as you translate into that into, you know, our business and into your business, coaching somebody through and to their purpose financially and personally, um, you know, I, I, I just see, I envision all those little eyes looking up at me uh, as a coach on the sideline uh, there during the upward flag football games. And you think about the impact, right? The incredible impact we get to have. Um, I just think that's, I just think that's such a positive message for people to hear and understand, right? That this is, um, and, and, and the truth is, Greg, what I know about you is that this is who you are, right? I, I mean, you know, as, as it, it, for the conversations and the times I think about when you were in St. Augustine and we're going for a run uh, around the fort there in St. Augustine and having conversations about who you are as a, as, a, as, a, as a person, as a dad, as a husband, and, you know, just your focus. That's something I think that can't be overlooked. And I think a lot of advisors would have a much more fulfilling engagement for what they have in front of them if they approach these discussions that way. I love the idea of coach um, because I think any of us that have had an experience of coaching in any kind of level of anything recognize the impact you have and the opportunity you have to create impact for people, whether it's, you know, again, youth sports or, you know, the financial advisory world, right? I think it's just really, really uh a unique way to approach it. And so um, if you, Greg, were going to give some advice today, um, if there is, uh, there, there are some advisors that are out there listening, may, maybe, um, you, you know, hearing from somebody who's been incredibly successful in the build of their business and is, has, is, has been able to 
grow in a, an incredibly challenging environment. You mentioned virtual events, which I, I, want, I want to get back to for a second, because I think that's been, uh, that's obviously been, I think, incredibly beneficial for all of us. For me, I, I, I travel a lot and, and, and have had to travel a lot over the years, and all that's kind of been changed in a pretty significant way. But if you were going to give some advice now to somebody who's listening, right, what, what would be like the, just like the key piece of advice that you would say uh, in this environment? And, and then uh, maybe from there, jump into talking a little bit about the virtual events and, and, and you know, how that's really been working for the firm. Well, I think the, the key piece or the cornerstone of advice that I would share is, is to take the time to revisit what is your purpose? What is your why for your, your business? What are you up to? I, I love a quote from, from Jim Rohn that says, when the why gets clear, the how gets powerful because you have that center, that focus to, to be on, you know, whether it's, it's families, whether it's um, education planning, whether it's retirement plans, whatever your specialty or niche that you want and feel passionate about, you got to become really clear with it. Uh, and then once you become clear, then I, I, again, recommend finding a coach that can look through the, you know, the forest through the trees to see the perspective that you can't see on where you may be able to, to improve yourself, your team, and your business on, on reaching the goals that you want to achieve. You know, one of the things, I don't know if you picked up on it, uh, as I talked about our mission, and I think one of the things that is powerfully engaging our entire team is, is the fact that we're not only out for purpose, but we're out for purpose to impact three generations. Um, so, you know, you talk about the power of coaching, especially the power of coaching young people. And I'm sure you probably have experienced it with your own children that uh, you've told them one thing, but they go to practice or something and their coach tells them and it's like all of a sudden they listen to it, right? So we're also looking to be that voice in people's families to be able to reach down through the generations as well as up through the generations of our clients to be able to get more people on a clear path. Uh, you know, one of the most exciting days in our firm uh, during this pandemic uh, is that my business partner met with and uh, engaged our youngest client ever. Uh, Samantha is nine years old and she became a client of ours. Um, she was talking with her parents and had a passbook savings account and got tired of seeing that one penny of interest every month. And so her parents had an open conversation with her about investing and then brought her in for a conversation. and we truly consider her our client because she's the one who had the conversation around how she wanted to be invested, the amount of risk she wanted to take. And she took $700 of her hard earned money through chores and birthdays and put it to work. And for us, how exciting is that? That someone at the age of nine is set on a path of how to prudently invest to live a life of purpose. I mean, that, gives me chills just when every time I, I say tell that story because it's it's what we're up for it is not only making a difference in in our clients lives but in the lives of their families it's so powerful Greg that's such a powerful picture and you know obviously um, this is something that we have been 
talking about to the institutional relationships and partners we've had for a long, long time about really about really thinking about not just, you know, the, perp, the, the discussion around purpose, but then also, you know, you start thinking about your own legacy, right? And, and, and the value of, of the business that you're building. And I think a lot of advisors miss that. The idea to dive deep into generations and generational planning, you know, that, that we, we have a, a partner on the business valuation side for uh, Marshall Stevens, which you may have met Mark Sierra at one of the EAP meetings and their team. And one of the things that they've done is they've initiated a study for us to be able to present to advisors and show the impact of value. I mean, like hard value on an advisor's business if they plan generationally. Right. If there's if there's that, that type of planning engage and how much more valuable that practice is than the individual that doesn't. So if we get down from from, you know, grandparents to parents to children and, you know, all the way down to the nine year old child, which is unreal because you think about the effect that's going to have on her life going forward. That's certainly, I'm sure, uh, something that she'll never forget. But that 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 idea of generational planning, I think, transcends, you know, uh, um just the discussion around um, helping the the client, the family, the, the individual families that you're working with, but it also enhances the value of your practice in a significant way because you're creating um, you're creating almost this continuity within the business if you have multiple generations that you're working with. And I think, you know, to be able to, to, to quantify that is really significant because I know, you know, we've, we've been with you now for, for a while and I've, you know, you moved out to be completely and fully independent as you've, you know, built and developed the firm. And, you know, you, you, you're, you've created and built a business um, here. That's a significant practice in business and that generational planning, especially going deep into three generations, it enhances the, the value of the, of the business that you're building, not just, you know, uh, personally and with purpose, but also financially. Right. When you look at the actual valuation of the firm. So uh, just really impactful stuff. And uh, and I love it. So, look, we're, we're kind of winding down here. We, 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 we've we've uh, we've been through a lot. And I look, I look, first of all, number one, Greg, thank you. I mean, I can't from the bottom of my heart. I thank you for just taking the time out to to uh, to join us today. I definitely want to hop to get to the to these three things about you so we can get to I've been kind of eyeing that as I took notes as you mentioned it and I've been wondering kind of what direction this is going to go and you've said some things through the discussion you've talked about you know being a coach you've talked about sports so I'm just I'm I'm wondering now so what I have here we have three things about Greg we have one that he's lettered in three different sports in high school um that he that he purchased his first first financial firm at age 37 and uh, performed at the Bushnell Performance Center. So the, out of these three things, tell us what is true and what is not true. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take, take a flyer and say what's not true is lettering in three different sports. But I might be wrong. So let's see. Yeah, so uh, purchasing... My first firm at age 37 uh, is correct. After I moved from Washington, D.C. to Connecticut, I joined what was Kelly Financial Group at that time in 1999 and had the opportunity uh, with my partner, Scott Isles, to acquire the firm in 2005 uh, from the founder. Um, so that was the first and 
you know, several uh, acquisitions that we've continued to, to add. So we're growing both organically as well as um, through acquisition. Um, the other two, so back in 2013, I wrote a book titled, You Can Do More That Matters. And we did our book launch party at the Bushnell Performance Center. And uh, my co-author and I uh, did, did some readings and shared about our book uh, from stage as our clients and our guests uh, enjoyed the comfort of the, the Bushnell Performance Center uh, and then came up on stage for uh, a meal and some entertainment afterwards. And so you're, you're, you were right on the mark there, uh, Jason, that uh, yeah, I lettered in two sports, uh, not three. Um, I played tennis and soccer in, uh, in high school and lettered in both of those, but uh, never never got the trifecta. I am I cannot believe that I got that right, but uh, <laughs> I thought you were going to say that you lettered in golf. I had the great pleasure of playing with you out in Hilton Head, and you had to watch you got to watch me kind of march through the woods for half the day, and uh, I'm sure got a couple of giggles out of it, and we really enjoyed it. But listen, I can't tell you, Greg. Number one, I so how much I appreciate uh, our partnership. I appreciate you and and. Uh, Really, more than anything, I appreciate the focus of your firm, the way that you guys go about your business. It's an inspiration to me, should be to many others that are listening to this, and uh, and uh, look forward to having many more conversations like this uh, as we move forward. And wish you the best, happiness, and health, and and all that stuff going on. And and uh, look forward to talking again soon. Well, thank you, Jason. And you know, I want to express the appreciation I have for the Pinnacle Group and everything that you've done for me over the years. That you know, one of the things I value most about Pinnacle is the fact that you are out to add value in the lives and the business owners that you work with, uh, rather than just uh, selling product. And the team of individuals that you have, whether it's advanced planning or uh, various ways of uh, leveraging life insurance in planning, uh, they serve as coaches to me on providing and filling those gaps that, that I don't have the expertise in. So. I appreciate everything that Pinnacle does for myself and our entire team. 